And a reminder, the first 30 minutes of this podcast are available on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, Google, and many of the major platforms. The full podcast is available at www.patreon.com forward slash SRB Media. SRB Media. Good evening, Gabby. Welcome all to uh, Ted Curry's The Current View. We don't have to do any other of the uh, spiel TC. Chris has already done it for us. I think he's also sorted out your, uh, your um, what's Match. it, beer mats as well. Although you don't drink beer, but uh, you can put your cup of coffee on there, your cup of tea, or uh, or your Coke. What have you, uh, how, how's your week been? Steady away. And uh, what have you sourced for us in the uh, magic moments, son? Well, it's been a bit hectic this week, you know. Uh, World Cup coming to its climax and uh, me running all, up and down all over the place for every, every Tom, Dick and Harry, as I yep. usually do. So mm-hmm. uh, my magic moments... Again, there's plenty in there. You've, you've only got to look at Messi's distribution of the ball. Yeah. You know, and I, I've been listening to one or two managers and, and experts tell about Messi walking about. <laughs> and what they, what they say, yeah, but what they were trying to say is how intelligent it is, and, you know, in walking about and how he finds. Could you imagine me walking about in a football field? Oh, no, yeah. Jack or, gone how, no, seriously, I'm being serious. Yeah, yeah, get yeah. your ass up, get your screen rolled up, work your bollocks off. Yep, you know? absolutely. Work right, work they right, work right. They haven't got a clue right. in this country. They no. haven't got a clue. Again, we, we no, don't. They have not got a clue. No <laughs> managers, no coaches. Sid Cluffy and, and, and the great Shanks and all them, we haven't got a clue. And I've made up my mind, that's it. We haven't got a clue. The magic moment, obviously, is, is, is Messi's distribution with the balls. It's just it's phenomenal how he sees it. And the weight and accuracy he does it with. But the the main one is obviously Mbappe's goal. You know, absolutely sublime. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, our, our game has always been based, sadly, on work rate. That's how the English have always perceived the game of football. Absolutely. And t- Tony Curry was telling me about with Don Revy. The uh, he only played once Switzerland away, and and that was because that Revy hey, reckoned he didn't played. work hard I enough. Got, I never got a sniff. Absolutely, but you know, quality players like you, like TC, like Alan Hudson, like Charlie George, like all our Mavericks didn't get a sniff because we've always based our game on work rate, work rate, and more work rate rather than let's base our game around skill, technique, ability, and getting the ball, making that ball talk entertaining the crowd and, and let's try and win a game in the right manner. A European Championship and a World Cup yep. is not a league season. Of course it's not. Seven games. You know, you can afford to lose two or three games. Of course you can. Argentina right? did, Saudi. This is about winning a tournament, mm-hmm. right? And you look at all the teams, what <clears throat> probably some, some of them don't set off that well and finish up. I mean, Argentina got going the last really two or three games, didn't they? Yeah, first game got I mean, beat by Saudis. They're winning one nil, and then they finish up getting beat. Hmm? Right? We don't look at it like that. If, no. Do you know if we? I tried not. I've tried not to speak about it, Jack, because I think that you're being biased when I do it. Hmm. And I haven't mentioned it for a long time, as you know, I haven't. No. Right. But if he'd have got a football brain, Gareth, and I'm not saying about a brain, a football brain. Yeah. If he said to himself, do you know something? We've nothing to lose here. We've got people what can defend. Yep. That's what people tell me. We have got people players who can defend. Mm. Because uh, Carl Walker did brilliant against um, Mbappe. Yep. Brilliant. 
you know, he's one of the, he's one of the elites. Uh, he's going to be one of the main elites at this. Uh, well, Mbappe when he really falls out within these next two, next two seasons. Mm. But if if Gareth Southgate said, right, <clears throat> Messi, what does he do? He walks about on a football field. He do not explode. It's the sound of light, the speed of light, I should say. Yeah. You know, it's the speed of light when he explodes. Is that quick when he does it? Because he catches everybody off guard. If he just said to himself, well, hang on a bit, what have we got close to that? Well, not equal to it, but close to it, mm -hmm. which is uh, Gavisal, uh, uh, Jack Grealish. Yeah. Let's play him in a number 10. Mm -hmm. Let's pull forward and, let's pull forward and, um, uh, send the midfield. All right? Yeah. Let's play Saka. And we'll pick another one. I'll pick it. Not not Rashford, but I'll give me time to think about that. Mm. You know, and I wouldn't play Kane. I'd have played Rashford. Pace, yeah. agility, ability, balance, quick, everything about it. We just may have won. I'm not saying we would have won. We just may have got into the final, but mm. we may have won the World Cup. Right? We have to start to change our philosophy and our thinking. We have to do. We've done the same thing now since 1966, practically, barring under Venables. Yep, absolutely. But he ain't going to change. I mean, he's he, he's going on for another two years, up to the Euros, uh, and possibly possibly beyond, depending on what happens in the Euros. <clears throat> but he won't change his philosophy, too. If I was Madison, if I was Jack Grealish, if I was Trent Alexander-Arnold, I would retire from international football while that Muppet is still the manager because you ain't going to get a sniff. Listen, forget him. All right? Mm. If it talks like a duck, yeah. And it, if it walks like a duck, it quacks like a duck, it's a duck. Absolutely. Right? And whenever we've got all them ducks, what's managing that FA, yep. we'll play like ducks. Yep. I'm not trying to say it. Yep, that's... I'm not trying to say it. I've never been, I've never mm. been, I've never been trying to cancel with this COVID. Yep. You know, I've never bothered about what people said at football, whether they were good, bad, or indifferent. I was a match winner. Jack Grealish is a match winner. Yep. Who, who can set the match winners up? Foden and Madison. Yep. What do we do with them? Bench them. Uh, we take them just to shut people up. That's all they've done. That's all they've taken Jack for. Oh, absolutely. The Mars would take him on a lad's holiday. For what they've done, can. nobody can knock me for the for the Sterling. Nobody, because mm. I've been one of his big admirers, as you know I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But how can he go home? Right, somebody breaks into his house. He goes home, sorts out what he's got to do, come back, and then he puts him on as a sub before a Madison or any, when he hasn't trained for two or three days. But he, told you all about football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but certain what he said. Look after certain players. Absolutely. But Gareth Southgate before that game said that Sterling will play a part in that game against France. It was premeditated that he would play. He'd hundred percent. He was always going to play. He could have at any time, particularly when we were. I don't know, what were we, 6-1 up against Iran? He could have put Madison on. When we were 3-0 up against Wales, he could have put Madison on. He was never... We, we beat them 6-1. I thought to myself, they're a joke. Even the fans are a joke after them. Of course they are. They ain't got a the clue. Fall, the fall, listen, they fell for COVID. They fell for vaccine. And they fell, they fell for football. Whether they like it or not. I'm sick of, I'm sick of trying to explain to people what's been going off. Absolutely. It's a joke, mate. A complete joke. Absolutely.
you know, what we do in this country, we are best players, it's criminal. It is, yeah. And I mean criminal. It is, yeah. Yeah, it is. I mean, Revy back in the 70s should have been sacked for crimes against football. Southgate now, in we're living now, should be sacked for crimes against football. As long as he is our manager, we will win zip. And until we get a manager with a philosophy of playing football, believe playing our best players. players, we will never win nothing. Believe in your players. Absolutely. Yeah, but, but these Muppets don't. They're a load of clowns. The, the, the media that surround them are a load of clowns. They're all Muppets and Puppets and yes-men. The biggest, the biggest lie-out is that conspiracy theory. Right, that started after the Kennedy, uh, just before the Kennedy uh, got assassinated. Yeah. The biggest cons- that conspiracy theory is this: where everybody turns around and says about Southgate, it got us to a World Cup final. Absolutely. It got us, uh, it got us to a, a European final in his own backyard, mm-hmm. and it's got us to a quarter final. Yeah. Well, if we've got to a World Cup fi- uh, semi-final and we've got to a European final and we've only got to quarter final, in that failure... Correct. It's gone backwards, not forwards. In that, in that failure? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely correct. We're going backwards. Football, nobody. No, we're going backwards. I know I couldn't play by what. I didn't have to play third division football. Mm-hmm. I said to, I'm going to say, bollocks to you all. I will play at Sheffield Wolverine Wednesday. I've had enough of you all. Exactly. But, again, we've when, when we come out with this spiel and this absolute BS that he's the most successful manager we've had since Ramsey. With the best players we've had for a long time. Absolutely. And then identify and reference three failures in tournaments. I'm saying, I'm sorry, if you actually think that way, you need to take a good hard look in the mirror because you are part... Well, this is what I'm saying to you. They are part of the... Whatever the fans are sticking up for him, that's what... Of course they are. Them fans are part of the problem. They haven't got a clue. And that's the problem with English football. Absolutely. They've been brainwashed. Of course they have. They're all brainwashed and most of them are idiots. They just turn up, clap and come back next week and clap again and put up with it. My magic moments, yes. Kylian Mbappe, uh, that volley. I mean, the only man that scored a hat-trick in a World Cup final where and all not to win it. <laughs> well, yeah, and all, all three balls crossed the yeah, all three balls crossed the line. He actually scored four times against Martinez. I don't know why Martinez has got that doll with Mbappe's face on it. I have no idea because he did score four times past your son. Um, but what I noticed and what I was listening to, and I, I, we've done the uh, uh, part seven, Valen Hudson's World Cup diary, and we did touch upon this. On commentary, Lee Dixon said, I can't believe he hasn't taken a touch. And I'm thinking, I can't. I hear it, say it. I know. I can't believe you're a commentator. <laughs> Anybody with any any football brain, that ball comes over, you're putting your laces through straight away and, and you're going to score. Well, when you've got the ability, as Mbappé's got, Absolutely. he's capable of doing it. But now, you've only got to listen to what he said. You should have taken a touch. No wonder why we're no good at coaching. Absolutely. Managing. You wouldn't have took a touch. You'd have done exactly what Mbappe done because you got that technical ability. I'll tell you what I might have done. You wouldn't have Controlled smashed it. As it coming up, volleyed up at a couple of times <laughs> and then did an overhead fucking kick. I've had enough of Lee Dixon and all of them. And I like them as players, don't get me wrong. Yeah, I like I've had enough of them. Yeah, yeah. They haven't got a clue and we've got to listen to them. Absolutely. I, I said to Woody, 
I, I turn it down now before the game at half time and that, and I just turn it down. And even with the commentary, I'm just I'm just watching the game of football. I don't want to listen to these claims talk. Uh, second up was Paul Smythe's goal for Orient against Sutton United. Another great goal. That kid is scoring some fabulous goals. Northern Ireland international. He's only 25. Used to play for Queens Park Rangers. Now at the Mighty O's, top of the league, flying. Uh, there was a lovely picture of him and Kitch the other week on uh, Kitch's social medias. Uh, he, he looks a talent, and um, and I'm sure that them O's fans at Brisbane Road, at Brisbane, yeah, it is Brisbane oh. Road, and in Brisbane Lane, are absolutely Brisbane, loving him. Brisbane, yeah, Road, Brisbane Road. It is Road, I like it, by the way, another little secret. Yeah. Right. And again, not to concern around the because I I like Gary uh, as a player. A lot, not a lot of people do. Gary Neville. Yeah. I don't know what we're going to say then about. Oh, and you know if they would have sacked him. Yeah. Uh, the kid who's at manager now. What's his name? He used to be with Gary Neville at Man United then when when they were kids, and then he got Salford manager job. Interfering too much. Interfering too much. Failure to uh, Valencia. Yeah. Right. What's his name? The Orient manager. Uh, manager. He'll come to me in a bit. He was Donny manager, you weren't Donny. And then they, they took him to... Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They took him to Salford, <sighs> right? Interfered. He was a manager in the final, weren't he? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> yeah, no, I can. Wellings. Wellings. Yeah, Richie Wellings. Yeah. Richie Wellings. That's a fella. You know, uh, so... That, that's, 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 how, that's how clever we are at football. Yes, he's played in Premier League. Yes, he's done this. Yes, he's done that. Right? The fact him, he's gone there and he's absolutely about 10 points clear at top yeah. of League uh, 2 mm. and sold for about 6. Gary what Neville Gary Neville is like a football. He's full of wind. The bloke's a clown. I've got no time for Gary Neville. Yeah, he was a decent player. Yeah, he was, he was decent. He was okay. Um... I yeah, think I, that's I, what I'm saying. I'm not saying he was a brilliant player. I thought he was all. I, I do, like you know so, do you know something, too? Don't forget they're playing at Man United and they're never going to lose, no, and they can afford to carry. Absolutely. But if they carry a player, you can't say anything carry but, because. But do you know, you know something? They weren't bad at the ball, they were quick. You know. If, uh, you, if you had Gary Neville playing now, right, or these players playing then, if you had Carl Walker, Reese James, Trent Alexander Arnold, Gary Neville, Neville wouldn't have got 10 caps. Well, he's Gary very Stevens, lucky. He Gary played. Stevens, Gary Stevens, everyone, twice a better player. Exactly, Gary. yeah. Um, absolutely, 100%. But again, it's because he played for Man United. But you're right, Stevens was a far better player than. Part, part, of, it, part of it for me, Gabby, is whether that manager really likes you. Fergie, obviously, Fergie liked Gary Neville, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he you did. Know. Mind and you, that did. Helped. Didn't Gary Stevens wouldn't he been finished by the time Gary Neville was in his pump, really? Looking I'm not at quite it. sure on that. Yeah. What, what because, I'm trying to say, Gary Stevens at Everton, I played with him and be bad in Yeah, because again, yeah. Stevens was mid mid eighties at Everton when he was really yeah. in his pump, and they yeah. were like the class of ninety two. So what I'm saying is, yeah. Gary Stevens was twice the player than he was. A hundred percent. Absolutely, hundred percent. I think Neville was lucky that he played in an in an age where there wasn't. Well, Man United were winning everything. Yeah, and there wasn't that many great right backs that were vying for his position. And finally, 
And my third, because I always I, I like three, and my trilogy here in in our um, magic moments. I didn't fancy it last night. I thought the Carabao Cup was going to be on uh, Newcastle against Bournemouth or Wolves against Gillingham. And I was looking through the channels, 401 on Sky, and it was uh, Aberdeen versus Rangers. So I was watching a little bit and I thought, this don't look like a bad game, actually. And I watched a fella, really caught my eye, really caught my eye. He reminded me of Dilly Alley when he was a good player at Tottenham. Remember when he had that really good season at Tottenham and played for England and you thought, he's a player. Uh, a fella who's only 20, Malik Tillman. He plays for Rangers. He's on loan from Bayern Munich. He's an American uh, lad. Again, only 20. I looked at him and I thought, you look a player, son. Now, I've watched Bellingham who they keep telling me he's 19 and he's the greatest midfield player on the planet. And I'm thinking, no, you've got the greatest PR on the planet next to COVID. And I watched this Tillman and I thought, what a tremendous player you look. And when you're playing again, I'll be tuning in to watch you because you're the kind of player that catches my eye, excites me and I want to watch more. I've never done that with Bellingham ever. Ever. I've been having accumulators on football. Yeah, you've done it, you know, £10, you? 20 quid. Mm. Right? And then Rangers are winning 1 0. Yeah. 2 1. And then in the 97th minute, I said to Jock, they've equalised. I yeah. said, Jock, the funny. <laughs> <laughs> I said to Jock, Jock just being lucky. I said, lucky. Yeah. That's the first time it's happened to me. I had Liverpool winning 3 0. Not Liverpool. AC Milan winning 3 0 for 18,000 quid when Liverpool come back and drew. <laughs> I had Man United against Sheffield United to win me seven, nearly 8,000 quid in the FA Cup when Man United was at the peak. Yeah. Giggs and all of them played at Bramall Lane. They were winning 1-0, they got beat 2-1. I had Liverpool to win me another £18,000 when uh, when Thomas scored the winner for Arsenal. All they had to do was draw. Yeah. You know, so I said to Joe, don't tell me about luck. That's the first time it's happened to me. But it was, and it was, again, and it was a cracking... Uh, finale to the game, but Rangers, it was the first time I'd really looked at Rangers and I thought, if you're playing, I'm going to be watching you next time because I think you've got some really good footballers. I know people joke about the Scottish Premier League and saying it's nothing more than a pub league. Well, the this Rangers team looked as though... Find can't you? Oh, absolutely. They looked as though that they were a team. I, I really enjoyed watching Rangers perform last night. And and usually it's the... Um... Oh, my cat's attacking me. Get off, you bummy bugger. This cat's bonkers, I tell you. Oh, no, let me get rid of... Wait, come on. Wait, muck. Out. Go on. I put, a, I put a post on my wall tonight about the cat. When you get off there, have a look at it. You're, you're fishing and laughing. This cat is an absolute... It's, a, it's, a, it's only a little kitten. But, uh, on a minute. Wait, be careful. I don't want you getting yourself in trouble. Poor blimey. Are you listening? It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an absolute nutcase. I don't care. I don't want you getting me ported. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, imagine how that cat feels. Dave the cat. I mean, England didn't come home empty-handed from the World Cup. We won the Fair Play Trophy because we keep kneeling. What a waste of time and an embarrassment that is. And we, uh, we've given Dave the cat a new house. Um, I mean, he must be thinking, all right, I'm coming over to England. It's a bit cold. 
I hope they don't send me down to uh, to West Ham for that Kurt Zuma. <laughs> Unbelievable, isn't it? Oh, you can't, you couldn't make it up, could you? I mean, like, what a joke of a tournament. I enjoyed it on the whole. There were some games that I enjoyed. We're going to be talking about the final um, in our topics of the week in a short while, TC. But first, let's go over to our book corner in association with myfootballbooks.com. Andy, who always sends us a recommendation, and we've now done our part 10 of uh, our football book uh, corner with Andy, where Andy picks a load of books. And I've looked at players and also authors that I've done podcasts with throughout 2022 and uh, those are my choices for the latest uh, book corner with Andy but he sent us a spur forever my lily white blue and blue uh, my lily white and blue life by Steve Perryman with uh, Adam Powley. It's not just a book. It is a work of art. It's a phenomenal book. I've got it in my library. It's here uh, on my bed. The foreword by Glenn Hoddle as well. And when you go through that book, it's just, it is the best book I've ever seen in terms of, you know, the pictures. And and it's a coffee table book too. I mean, when you, when you look at it and you look at some books, you think, You'd pay 50, 60 quid for this book of Stevie Perriman's. It is just a different, it's different class. It's fantastic. And also Mark Steve's 71st birthday today. So I have wished him uh, a, a happy birthday. He does share the same date as my mother, who's 80 today. And um, I've had ref- uh, references. I've had interaction by Steve. Stevie um, sent back, uh, thanks, Gab. I really appreciate it. And uh, I did speak to my mum. But, uh, yeah, Steve Perryman and my mum. My mum's 18. Steve Perryman is 71 today. The baby-faced assassin. Finally yeah, he always looked a baby, didn't he? Yeah, he did, yeah. I mean, he still does, don't he? And and he does do a, a lovely podcast, Tottenham Hotspur uh, podcast as well, Steve. And I'm always sharing it and putting it on our group as well. Legend of the game um, and a legend of... Uh, of the internet as well with his fantastic podcast so look out for that stevie perryman a spur forever my lily white and blue life in the forward by his good mate glenn hoddle uh second up is um a book that andy has been promoting and, and one that really took my fancy again whether i'm watching a game or whether i'm going on social media there's some books that i look at and some players I look at and think hmm I quite like the look of that. And this book, it's called The Match, and it's Brazil versus Italy 1982 World Cup by Piero Trellini. So I'm guessing that he's an Italian journalist who's written this book of that match. One of the great matches in World Cup history, certainly of modern World Cup history. I remember as a kid, watching that game in 1982, hoping that Brazil were going to win. But it was the game that I realised who Paolo Rossi was. I think he'd just come back off a ban, hadn't he? He'd been banned from... Uh, I think... Was it betting? I mean, it's probably something more sinister than Ivan Tony, But I, th- I think <laughs> it involved betting. But uh, he did come back off the ban. That doesn't surprise me with Italians, does it? 
No, it doesn't. No, the game has been really um, infested. I think is a a, a a proper word to say about the um, the Italians and the way that they've had corruption within their game, uh, betting syndicates, scandals, the mafia, etc., etc. But um, what well, I mean, what a player Paolo Rossi was, wasn't he? Uh, God rest his soul as well, because he passed really? away, didn't he, this year? But uh, and I believe he was the Golden Boot winner as well that year in. Italia, um, sorry, Espana, eighty-two, wasn't it? Yeah, let's um, let's wish big good luck to uh, Vial because uh, he's had to pack it. He's yeah. got cancer, you know. So hope uh, he, he recovered from it. He thought he had cleared it all. He's come back, hasn't it? So it's a nasty one, was it? So yeah. pancreatic as well, isn't yeah. it? It's a nasty so, one, that. Yeah, I know, I know. I mean, sadly, when you know, music Terry Hall, um, he passed away yesterday. Yeah, pancreatic yes. cancer. It's it's horrible. It's it, and, and and you're right. Viali did look as though he he got rid of it, but sadly, it's really it's ugly head again. So yeah, of course. I hear that he had, I hear, I hear on the on the news that he had to step down. Yeah. The World Cup or something. Just something just after the World Cup. Absolutely. I, I and and what a great player he was. Formed that tremendous partnership with uh, Mancini, didn't he? For mm-hmm. uh, for Sampdoria, great. Uh, player and of course like Chelsea Gianluca uh, Viala yeah sending love and best wishes to Gianluca Viala and his family but that that game what's your memories of that game to 82 Italy versus uh, Brazil well as usual you've got what Zico uh, Socrates Junior yeah you know Junior all these great players I thought they were going to want to win it yeah, I mean, they play, again, they play some absolutely sublime football, you know. When when you need to put it back in the net, they just didn't do it, did it? In a certain game, and it cost them. And so I, I've never been a big lover of Italian football, so I don't know. Why I'm trying to get around it. I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. Italian football, you know. I think but in, I do like one or two Italian players. Absolutely, I think in that first group um, of. Um, matches there because I think in in Spain '82, didn't they play the first load of group games was was three games, then they qualified to another load of group games. It wasn't straight knockout back then as it is now. I think they had two lot lots of of group games if memory serves me right. And I think in the first load of group games, I don't think Italy scored a goal or may have scored one, and um, and and qualified to the next stages. And then it, that was the game, really, that, that Italy kicked on. And Paolo Rossi really comes to the fore. And Brazil, I, I think, I can't remember who scored off the top of my head for Brazil, but I do remember a, a defence-splitting pass by Junior. And it was kind of end-to-end. It was ebbing and flowing. And you're thinking, Brazil are back up now. Italy, Italy are, uh, are in the, the box. So a little bit like extra time with the, uh, the the World Cup final. And then all of a sudden, I think, I think there was a corner, wasn't there? And then the ball falls to Paolo Rossi. He turns in, just knocks it in, and uh, they knock out Brazil. But a fantastic game. And I'll be buying that book to read about it. And I did post up... Because on on um, YouTube there is a full game. It is in Italian commentary, but you can go online and look at that game in its uh, full and 
glorious splendour of 90 minutes, Brazil versus Italy, 1982. Brilliant, yeah. And then thirdly, TC, uh, Ozzy's Dream, my autobiography by Ozzy Ardiles and Marcelo Marat. Why? I can't even pronounce his his, uh, last name because... The Argentinians and the Spanish and the Portuguese, etc., they all have four names, don't they? I don't know why there's a Y, and then it's Arugio or something, but it is Spanish, and my Spanish pronunciation isn't very good. It's probably slightly better than my Latin and my Italian pronunciation, but I'm better at English. But Ozzy Ardiles, Ozzy's dream, his autobiography, again, what a player, wasn't he? Ozzy Ardiles. And that ties nicely up with Steve Perryman because, of course, they both teamed up for Tottenham Hotspur after the 78 World Cup finals. And Ozzy's dream literally was at Wembley in 81 for the 100th FA Cup final involving Spurs and Man City and his uh, his teammate, Ricky Villa, scoring that wonderful winning goal. Brilliant. Great. One of the great FA Cup goals. But that Argentinian... Team on it, Luque, uh, Luque, uh, Idealers. Yep, Pastorella. Pastorella. Great players. They brought some uh, different type of football to our game, didn't they? Well, they had to leave England because of the Falklands War, but at least they came back. Yeah, because really we didn't know much about Argentina in those days because they got to the first final. In um, in 1930, and Argentina have always had a pedigree in football. But I remember as a kid growing up and watching the likes of Ruben Ayala and one or two others playing for Atletico Madrid against Celtic and kicking the living daylights out of them. And then we'd had in '66 Ratting being sent off and the uh, the Argentinians at, at Wembley. So I guess as a kid growing up. 